0: The Atlanta Braves in spring training have officially kicked off. Games are being played. Logan Whaley and myself are going to talk about it on today's episode of The Chappaholic, brought to you by The Crowded Booth. Pile in here and make yourself feel at home. The Crowded Booth is coming on. The Crowded Booth with Bryce Coon. Well, 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 it's been a minute, been a minute, Logan. It is good to see you. I'm glad that you're here. And uh, we're talking Braves baseball, and we are talking about actual baseball games, Logan. No more off-season fodder, no more back-and-forth talk about who's going to be here. Yeah, we'll still have some conversation, but man, how good does it feel to be able to see some clips of uh, Forrest Wall hitting two home runs today. We're recording this on <laughs> Thursday. But just in general, uh baseball's back, man, and uh, I, I don't know about you. I am a spring training enthusiast. I genuinely – I'm that kind of guy. Like I genuinely love the first couple of days of spring training, and I get sad when spring training is over. I'm I'm ready for the season. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But there's just something about spring training, man, that is just uh, special, unique, especially if you've been to spring training before. Uh, It's pretty awesome. So uh, how are you feeling? Baseball's back.
1: I'm excited. I mean, like you said, I always freak out at the uh, forest wall hitting home run videos because to me that just signifies that baseball is fully back, right? You know, you always get the surprise stories in spring training, the surprise roster additions, the guy that – you know, is, is not expected to peak until two years down the road, but he's peaking now in this spring training and he's going to be the next big thing. Uh, Or it's just time for everyone to overreact because Jared Kelnick is 0 for eight with a couple of strikeouts. And Mm. is Alex Anthopoulos the worst GM ever because he he made this awful trade. It's, it is, it's fantastic because you just, everyone's ready to react and I'm, I'm right there with them.
0: Yeah, well, look, I mean, one of the big things we're going to talk about, just some kind of early returns, early reviews of spring training. I will go ahead and suggest, and I'm going to link it down in below, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify. Check out Behind the Braves. It's a series they do. It is phenomenal. It will literally make you feel like you were in Northport, which, look, and I have not been to Northport yet. I try to convince the pregnant wife for us to take a baby moon down there and catch a couple games. And don't get me wrong, she <laughs> loves spring training baseball almost as much as I do. But, uh, no, she couldn't get off work. Something about a job. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Um, really. But, man, look, early as we kind of start off here, the some of the biggest noise, some, some of the biggest – Just news and notes, and i got a video I'm going to show. We're going to get interactive on today's show. Okay. Spencer Strider and and this curveball, Logan. Um, We didn't really get to see it because a lot of the games weren't televised. We saw some clips of it during the live BP, but I will play this for you right here as we take a look. This is Spencer Strider striking out the side, as you see right here. There's the nasty curveball. He's going to come back after this pitch. Just dotting a change up on the outside corner. And he struck out the side here, going back with that curveball. You see, just buckling the knees. So let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. If he really develops this in all reports, I read a lot of Justin Toscano, a lot of David O'Brien, great reporters. Also, I love the Braves, like reporters. It's, it's great. Mark Bowman as well. They do a great job. They say this thing's for real. Like, this is not like he he really is going to be able to use this. Fun fact for you. He recorded 93% of his strikeouts last season with a fastball-slider combo. If he adds this, look, we're not just talking about the best pitcher of the Braves' staff. We're talking about one of the better pitchers in baseball, 2024 National League Cy Young Award candidacy, all these things. Talk to me about what this curveball can do for Spencer Strider and his development and for this Braves' rotation.
1: I'm not saying that. I put money down on Spencer Strider winning Cy Young slash leading the majors in strikeouts after seeing the curveball videos, um, but I'm not not saying it either. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable to me. And, you know, obviously you you know that players are going to improve in some way. and I think mm. that's something that fans often think about uh, whenever somebody bursts on the scene and they struggle and they think that that's going to be the story forever. Or, you know, they, they see someone like Spencer Strider Dominate and think. You know what? The, the dominance is hit the ceiling, and then he comes back and you know develops a, a curveball. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's unreal to think about. And of course, I mean, everyone knows Spencer Strider. I mean, it's it's the elite fastball, and everything works off of the fastball. And it, it's unreal to think about. Like, I, I don't even know what to add to this conversation, other than I don't know how long he's been working on this, but the fact he's got teammates in that rotation, you know, like Charlie Morton, you know, Charlie Morton's got one of the nastiest curveballs in the game to have that by like that's one thing I'm most curious about uh if and I mean when we get Spencer Strider for like media availability, I wonder if that mm-hmm. question will be asked, how much influence did Charlie Morton have in the development of his curveball? Cuz I I you got to think that that's man yeah. That that's that's where I sit with it. I think it's a it's it's got to be a Morton development with uh, with Strider. But you know, pitchers always show uh, different types of things that they use spring training to tinker with. And you know, I think I saw a FanGraphs article. It's like, well, we don't know if Strider's going to add this to his arsenal for for the season, which technically true, but it's already nasty. It's already really good, and yeah, it's all the pitching ninja overlay. I don't know if you have seen it.
0: It Dude, it's it's filthy. It's filthy. Um yeah.
1: yeah. Any difference at all. It's so crazy to me. Um Spencer Strider is just a unicorn. Like I think we just have to accept it at this point.
0: Well, and, and two, I mean, you talk about um you know inverted break is something that is a term that's really becoming more and more common. Uh, obviously, you know, being down here in Baton Rouge, one thing for me is talking with a lot of the LSU pitchers about that and You know, a guy last year that made his debut, spring debut today for Pittsburgh, Paul Skeens, you know, he was a guy that was really, really big on that. And, you know, Paul Skeens and Spencer Strider are very similar in what they throw, two pitch mix essentially, uh, one six foot seven. Spencer Strider's not quite six foot seven. But when you talk about like this inverted break and this kind of getting a little more uh, into the nerdy side of baseball analytics, but man, his numbers are already off the charts. Like that fastball. And essentially people don't understand, like, I don't even understand everything in inverted break, but guys talk about literally, it's like it takes off. Like it's literally Mm -hmm. inverted. I mean, you're going the opposite way of it breaking down like a breaking ball would. So if he's doing that, like, we just think about this. Okay. So maybe for the, for the baseball fans at home, like, I don't understand all that. If he's already got a fastball that appears to rise like a softball pitch, Mm -hmm. he had a change up. I mean, I wouldn't say a ton of movement. It tails a little bit, but it's just a good kind of, you know, mix in speeds. But now he starts to develop something that's a little more not necessarily 12-6. It's more of a sweeping action we've seen early, Logan. I, I genuinely don't know how you hit him. Like, I, I don't I don't know. And, like, I get it. We're not sitting here saying this is, you know, we're all Spencer Strider fans here. We're not sitting here saying yeah. that he's going to, you know, <laughs> have a .63 ERA. Right. You know, but I, I really do think that you have to start to think about, like, as a hitter, this has to be a nightmare. Like, this is yeah. a guy that's already hard to hit, and he's just throwing a fastball that literally rises. And now as he introduces different angles, different different things for you to look at as a hitter, I don't want to face him.
1: Yeah. I, you, you almost wonder if, if this curveball is kind of uh, f- for lefties. That, that's kind mm-hmm. of – and, of course, I, I know he'll throw it against righties too, but it seemed like you got more of the Strider full arsenal against lefties last year than, he, than it was against righties, which I suppose makes sense because – When you have a limited pitch mix, that's, you know, it's going to be really, really hard facing the opposite hand.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, And you mentioned, you know, the fastball, right? I mean, Strider's fastball to me is the best in baseball. If not, it's top two, top three. Uh, You mentioned the rise. I think he had the best rising action or like the most rise out of his fastball uh, among anyone in major leagues. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Uh, Feel free to fact check me on that. But, you know, so everything works off of his fastball. Right, and because I, I think by itself, like you, you look at Strider's slider, and it's like, yeah, you know, Strider slider is is good, but it's not like the best slider you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Same same with the the changeup, and now with this curveball, it's like, okay, the curveball's nasty, but it's not the best you've ever seen. But I think it, you know, it, again, it goes back to what Strider is really good at, and that's establishing the fastball and having elite command and elite velocity of it, and adding another pitch to that repertoire or something else to consider. That's really, really dangerous and really nasty.
0: I want to correct myself. I was saying inverted. It's induced vertical break. Uh, that's that's what the terminology they're using nowadays. But you mentioned lefties. Let's play this video one more time because the first batter he strikes out, I believe he goes to the back foot of a left-handed batter. As you watch right here, I mean, Logan, That's that's dirty. Like yeah. that's – that's, that's not fair. I mean, right. I, I don't know, man. So, you know, we talk about that for Spencer Strider. That's massive development. Um, you start, you're going to hear this hype train, you know, really, really get on it. I will also go back to the mentality that he has as a competitor is, is what's going to allow for these things to not just be a fad, not just to be a, a pitching ninja tweet, uh, you know, for me at least. How, how do you feel on that? Yeah, no, I agree.
1: Uh, I'm curious to see how often, he will throw it uh, Mm. when it, when it gets to the regular season. I I wonder if it's going to be like the changeup where you don't see it as often, or if it's going to be kind of like an in-between, you know, he won't throw it as often as the slider, but he throws it a little bit more often than, than than the changeup. So that's one thing I am curious about uh, because again, like, I mean, you see pitchers working on stuff all the time in spring training that doesn't necessarily translate over to the regular season.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, New Braves analyst, C.J. Natowski, uh, did tweet out today. I don't know if you read that tweet. Really, really good. He said, uh, obviously, he struck out 281 guys. He used the fastball 59% of the time, slider 34%. So, you know, look, if you start to kind of look at the law of averages of what he's using, and by the way, this today, the the strikeouts we just showed you, it was curveball, changeup, curveball, that he went strike three on all those guys. So, you know, you start to get in the territory of four pitches okay fastball curveball slider change your casual fan is going to say well you know he doesn't have a sinker he doesn't have a two-seam runs but that fastball's not flat like we know that it's not flat he's got so much movement and uh man i think he's going to be uh i think he's gonna be pretty fun to watch like i i don't know any, any any final thoughts as we uh as we wrap that segment up on uh on yeah on Mr. strider
1: well i i, th- I look at it again last year and i think you know, he was very unlucky in a lot of in a lot of ways. Like, just looking at his FanGraphs page or anything. Like, if anyone's super into stats or, or you know looking at the advanced analytics, it, Spencer Strider was just one of the weirdest pitchers last year. Because obviously, mm-hmm. the, on the surface, the ERA and the the FIP went up, but every single metric showed that he was still dominant and, and nasty. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm curious to see if that bounces back his way this year and if so how much does that regress toward the mean so to speak um and and the curveball right yeah Yeah. i mean adding adding a curveball to that how much does that how much would that influence that too um so you would imagine that the hard hit percentage would go down if he adds that to the mix
0: which obviously bodes well for him because it did at times feel like when he was getting hit One or the other pitch, let's say the slider's not working. And so now they know, hey, he's not, he's not hit with a slider today. We're getting, we can sit fastball. And I don't care how good you are. I don't care how good that fastball is. These guys, especially in that Phillies lineup, unfortunately, they're, they're, you know, they're good enough to hit those pitches, man. But, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I like what you said too. And I want to add that in there of, the pitch mix because being versatile for him, I think is going to, it's the difference between being a good, great pitcher to being one of the best, if not the best, right? Like we're already talking about a guy that's, you know, I would say very comfortably top 15, top 10 pitchers in baseball. Now you're getting territory where you could say top seven, top six. If, if this thing continues to progress, um, like it should, honestly, mm-hmm. honestly. So Spencer strider, keep it rolling, man. And, um, I don't want to talk about the jerseys, but I know we don't need to do that. Every, every we, highlight. It's, it's really bad. But, hey, I do want to talk about this. Um, you know, I forgot to put it up there. Spencer Strider's curveball, beautiful. What about Ken Giles? <laughs> Ken Giles. Um, I want to show you this right here. Former Phil Ken Giles is out on the mound. Swing and a miss. Fourth strikeout today for Braves pitching. Swing and a miss. Back-to-back strikeouts for Giles. This hitter's not picking up rotation here. He must be hiding it well. Swing and a miss. He just struck out the side. Now that was a pretty interesting. We didn't even cover our faces up in that. But um, yeah. man, your thoughts, Ken Giles. This is a guy we were just talking about before we started recording. Logan was signed on February the second. This is a guy who is an All Star level closer, and Atlanta got took it takes a late flyer on him and look we're not going to overreact we got to see him you know continue to go but obviously for Braves fans when they saw the three guys he just struck out the struggles that atlantis had against Philadelphia the past two years of the playoffs man that that's tempting it's tempting your thoughts on maybe what what can Ken Giles show and is there room for him in this bullpen
1: yeah it's really interesting to me and I think part of the reason why he was a late flyer and again I mean you know the more arms the merrier right in spring training you're always looking for mm. somebody who who could potentially stick long term and and it's already a minor league deal right and, and so that's that's the expectation for him but it, it is interesting in the sense of you saw Braves management this offseason really emphasize velocity yeah uh, over this offseason so they they want guys that that throw hard uh, in the bullpen Giles used to be that He isn't that anymore. I I believe he had uh, Tommy John in 2020, and I think that was the last we saw him as a regular MLB reliever. Uh, Mm. He he last pitched in 2022, but he only pitched, I think, five innings for for the Mariners. But it's interesting, though, because it seems like he's changed up exactly how he approaches batters, because he used to be that fireballer that would – you know just blow everyone away now it seems challenge like, everybody yeah yeah now now it seems like he's more into what, what is it It's probably sinker slider is that is that is that it's not, right yeah. yeah
0: yeah I would say so I mean he, he whether it's a two seamer or a sinker I mean it's tail I mean it's not here's a hundred and one try and hit it anymore. Right. Um it, it's not really that anymore.
1: Yeah so you know if there's room for him in the bullpen I don't know. I mean that—that's the the scary part. I would imagine this bullpen. Because I mean, look at the righties you have. I mean, obviously you got Ronaldo Lopez, who you know could be the fifth starter. Maybe not. Yeah. Either way, he's going to be uh, on the Braves roster in either the rotation or the bullpen to start the season. We don't know, uh, but he's there. You have Pierce Johnson. You've got Joe Jimenez. You've got oh gosh, I've already drawn a blank on on him. Who am I thinking of, Bryce? Who am I thinking of? Um, I'll look it up while you keep yeah. them off. Uh, you, you, no, Jesse Chavez, by the way. Um, and I'm
0: sad. Uh, I'm sad. But about yeah, that. yeah, but
1: uh, in July, though, uh, you will be able to say Jesse Chavez in, in phraseable
0: yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Closer, the phraseable. Rossignol Glacius.
1: Yeah, Rossignol Glacius. Okay. Yeah, closer,
0: Logan. Come on. Yeah.
1: I don't even know why I couldn't even think of the dang closer. Um, which which ought to show you my my thoughts on Rice iglesias he's just he's just fine you know
0: he's just he's, fine yeah
1: he's 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 not elite he's he's not terrible he's 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 fine right um but i don't know i mean I, there are a lot of varieties in that bullpen so it would be hard to say who he would replace it is, is my thing
0: yeah and look but, but that's get- right yeah, I mean, you you need the depth. Now, don't get me wrong. The question is, with, with Ken Giles is, and we're saying dominance loosely here. I mean, just obviously that first outing. If Giles impresses and Atlanta says, we don't have a spot, I don't think he's accepting an assignment in Gwinnett. True. You know, he, he's going to go somewhere because someone is going to take a flyer on a guy that's going to throw mid to high 90s from the right side and puts together a good spring, whether or not he has seemingly fallen off or the injuries and everything like that. Like. The Dodgers, you look at transaction page, they signed him in June of last year and tried to get him, you know, rolling uh, last season and to be a part of that bullpen. So it's going to depend a lot on a lot of things, Logan, with Ken Giles. I, I think it's just encouraging to see a guy that uh, was really good, a, a young and up and comer that was going to, you know, people felt like was going to be one of the best, and, and he was. I mean, he was one of the better late inning guys in baseball. And uh, man, that outing he had against Philly the other day, it's encouraging. It's encouraging. Another encouraging thing that goes along with this is the return of Tyler Matzik. Uh Split squad action today, and, and this could determine a lot of things too. Because the question is going to be: Is is Matzik ready to go on Opening Day? Like I think that's that's the question. So today he allowed a hit and a walk in a scoreless inning. Uh, or I'm sorry, on Monday against the Orioles, and you know sat between apparently uh, Mark Bowman said he sat between 91 and 95 in Monday's outing. Looking with, with Matzik, look, we all know what he can be, and, and there's no doubt about it. I mean, he is a guy with closer stuff that you could throw in any high-leverage situation, and he can probably be your best pitcher in the bullpen at any given moment. But is he going to be that in early April? And so the question we just talked about with Ken Giles is, is there a spot for Giles if they want to continue to ramp Matzik up at his own pace? Because the whole idea of this team is, you, you, and they know it. You, you need to be your best in September, October, and right. in, October. you, you don't want to rush a guy in April and now he's out from May to June and you're trying to restart that whole process. We've seen that happen, especially with the starting pitching last year.
1: Right. I don't know if he'll be on the opening day roster. Just based on the reporting that's there, yeah. it really doesn't seem like he'll start the year in Atlanta. Uh, maybe he'll, make a few appearances in triple a and then he'll be ready. But, you know, uh, I think, I think the original reporting was that he was, uh, you know, high eighties, low nineties. And then Bowen's like, yeah, well actually, you know, 91 to 95. And I'm like, which how do you is, go
0: from, which is quite a jump. We're talking 89, about
1: like, yeah, you know, it was 89 or it could have also been 95. You know, it really depends on, on who you ask, I guess. <laughs> um, it's craziness, but Yeah, I I don't know. But I I think the one thing that is important to look at, though, is the amount of lefties uh, the Braves acquired. And again, you know, bullpen was one of the main things that they attacked this Mm offseason. But, you know, the Aaron Bummer trade I look at. um, I have no idea how Ray Kerr is doing in spring trading. That's the one name I feel like I've not seen. But he was another guy that the Braves traded for. Uh, Obviously, Dylan Lee is there. Uh, Obviously, you know, AJ Mentor, of course. Like, he's the lefty that's, you know, locked and loaded in that bullpen. But, but there's AJ Mentor
0: there. Is AJ Mentor, and not to get spiritual or political, is AJ Mentor omnipresent? Because it just kind of feels like he's just constantly been in Atlanta. Like, I didn't realize this is his seventh year. Like, that's how long he has been in Atlanta. It is... It, so, that's a question. Maybe that's, a, that's he a topic. is infinite. He is all. He's just constantly there. Um. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I like... I'll say this. I just like the options. It feels deep. They know it's going to be a strength. And... We'll see. I don't know. I mean, because it's like you said, it's going to depend on what happens. Ronaldo Lopez is going to be key. If no one's, if no one claims that fifth spot and they feel more comfortable with Ronaldo there to start the season, maybe Ken Giles has a spot.
1: You know, I just thought of something. Do you think it's possible? Speaking of AJ Minter, do you think it's possible that Lopez, uh, not Lopez, uh, Iglesias? See, I can't even think of his name even when you you just
0: don't like iglesias i hope we never get him on the pod because you're not going to talk to him do do you think it's (laughs)
1: right well you know i don't (laughs) even know where this came from like i I think he's fine you know that that's just my thing he's he's fine um but do you think it's possible iglesias could get replaced as closer at at any point this season because i i mean mentor to me always had that Potentially he's always flirted there. with
0: it, man. Right? He he's flirted. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I mean, it, I think it's just going to depend because, like, when you start to look at that, you have the the, the guys of the capability. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, um, the the capability of what you have back there. Okay, so as we kind of take a look at the bullpen options, Joe Jimenez has the ability to close a baseball game. Agreed. Ken Giles has the ability to close a baseball game. Tyler Matzik has the ability to close a baseball game. A.J. Minter has the ability to close a baseball game. Rossio Iglesias has the ability to close a baseball game. I'm going to keep going down this list here, okay? Um,
1: Jesse Chavez has the ability to close out.
0: (laughs) I believe that Pierce Johnson could close out a baseball game if he needed to. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, man. It's going to be fun. Like It's really, really going to be fun to watch because – you know, they could really do some, I mean, shoot, Jackson Stevens is on the roster again for us, you know, Um, we'll see what happens. I think it's positionless bullpen management. And if you can find a way to find those key combinations like you did in 2021, man, they were, they were setting it up beautifully in 2021. Now look, guys have to pitch well. Uh, That, that obviously hasn't happened. I mean, I know you've been a big stickler of Brian Snicker and the bullpen management um, I agree with you. I think I also send the candidate, like at the end of the day, those guys had to perform and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really easy to look in hindsight at decisions and be like, well, it didn't work well. If the guy pitches well, no one's saying anything. So we'll see, man. Um, but gosh, that bullpen has a chance to be super nasty, super nasty. Gus,
1: uh, I looked up Iglesias, uh, Iglesias's contract, by the way. Uh, he has one more year left after this year. Uh, Sixteen million dollars for each of those years. Also, he's uh, this is age thirty four season. right Glacius.
0: I don't think Atlanta signs him back. Like I think it's. Uh, a, I don't think yeah. so either. Yeah. You want to know another bullpen option that I think folks should watch out for? I don't think he's going to be the fifth starter, and so what I think that he could develop or maybe get a better opportunity. Wascari Noah. Just just think about True. it. Just yeah. I mean just th- now obviously pseudo pinch hitter. He could also do that, too. You know, before he broke his hand in Milwaukee, uh, the yeah, guy was that's hitting. Right. He so, was. Yeah. But you kind of think about it like he's got the stuff
1: and we'll see. We'll see. Um, what about what about Charlie Culverson? Right. We, you know, obligatory Charlie Culberson. Mentioned
0: here. Oh, I loved dude, <laughs> Charlie. I don't know if you read the article. I, I don't know if you subscribe to The Athletic. Mm, um, I do. The article on Charlie Culberson they did. I mean, first off, David O'Brien has been cranking out some fantastic features throughout spring training. I mean, it has been. I already thought, you know, well, David O'Brien. This has been a different level. Would love to have him on the podcast. It's just uh-huh. talk, just to talk. I mean, it'd be a ton of fun. So, I will say this: It's cool to see what Culberson's doing, and it's cool to see that he's serious about it, and the Braves are taking it seriously. Like, I feel like a lot of times you're like, oh yeah, okay. Alex Athabas does not strike me as a guy that would have said yes, come back. Like he's not going to play around with people's feelings about it like that.
1: Right. the The odds aren't necessarily in his favor either, right? Like I can only think of two guys that have tried to make that transition. Uh, one was Rick Ankeel, right? Rick Ankeel tried to
0: make that transition. Christian Bethencourt too. Christian Bethencourt, and then he went back yeah. to catcher and is playing yeah. in the majors.
1: And he's 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 good. Question mark. He's good. I, I don't remember, understand.
0: Here's a throwback. I remember going to a Gwinnett Braves game. With, yeah. with one of my good buddies and uh shout out Sam Beatty. I know he watches the pod and listens and we got Christian Betancourt jerseys, Gwinnett Braves, little shirt jerseys. And uh, man, I had that thing for a long time. So uh, yeah, dude, it's, it, you know, look, yeah. Charlie Corpison a great guy. Um, awesome dude. I want to be rooting for him. I mean, I imagine he's going to go to AAA and live out this dream that he has as a pitcher and, you know, props to him because the guy has he has serious stuff like this isn't just someone back there throwing like he actually can pitch whether it's not whether or not it's going to be good enough to you know play at the major league level consistently. I don't know, but it's a cool story nonetheless. Yeah, Christian
1: Betancourt is probably the weirdest MLB player in history, by the way. I- I'm looking at his baseball reference page right now. Five year gap in between 2017 and 2022 when he was not in the majors. 2022 sets a career high in plate appearances. <laughs> I, I It makes sense. He was the starter for uh, Tampa, wasn't he? Or no, no, no. Wait. He was. Um,
0: was he the starter? He was. Well, he started in Oakland. This is nuts. He started I don't understand in Oakland. It had a 298 OBP slugged he slugged 436 in 2022 by the way
1: that's ridiculous he's a um he's a Marlin now
0: who's not a Marlin at this point <laughs> like are you really I didn't even catch one? this you, no one did did anyone realize Tim Anderson's got signed to the Marlins like a week ago no but yeah. here's
1: here's the kicker he was purchased by the Marlins from the Guardians. He had a 1-month stint in Cleveland.
0: How do you how are you purchased? What does that I mean? have
1: no idea. Is they, that is
0: that just a trade for cash considerations? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: The way that Baseball Reference has that. That's purchased by the Miami Marlins.
0: Well, Baseball Reference could get some hot water for that. Um but we won't we will not get into that topic conversation. Um what's rounded out here? As, uh, you know, just talking, getting back into the flow of the podcast thing, like we said, yeah. uh, make sure, obviously, that you're subscribed to the channel. We're going to be doing a lot more of these during the season. Uh, We're not, not necessarily sure of the schedule yet, um, but I'm excited to to really kind of dive into some Atlanta Braves conversation. Logan, as well, I know he is, too. Offensively, look, uh, you know, the bats are always going to be kind of slow to start the spring. Pitching is going to be ahead of hitting. A couple early standouts for me, Michael Harris has apparently looked really, really good. That's gonna be huge, I think, in terms of Atlanta taking the next step if he has a massive gear. And then uh obviously we joked about it earlier Forrest Wall, but any other kind of standouts, maybe or are guys that you're kind of wanting to see a little more of um offensively because it kind of feels like everything's set, you know, like it, it's pretty much set. Right. I mean, everyone wants to watch Acuna, I get that, but any any yeah. other thoughts as we round it out?
1: No, Harris was the guy that I was thinking of as well, and similar to like totally agreed with on, on Uh, I totally agreed with you on Harris Matt Olson is going to be so interesting this year too because obviously
0: how do you do any better than last year
1: right that's what I'm saying like literally I so I'm working on it on the write-up right now like previewing the infield so I was diving deep into Matt Olson numbers from, from last night or from last year dude I, I knew he was good, obviously. Right. Like he yeah. the back of the baseball
0: card speaks for itself. Yeah, of course.
1: But he, I didn't know he was top five good, like on the same page with Otani and Freddie and, and like that tier of good. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a, it, it surprised It didn't surprise me. Right. Because obviously he had 50 plus homers. Yeah. Uh, but but everyone pegs Olsen as this just power hitter, right? He just hits for power and nothing else. And then you look deeper into it, and since June, like if you look, if you took his numbers from June on, that's an MVP candidate. Hmm. Yeah, like dead serious. I, like he hit over 300 since June. Uh, led the majors in homers since June. I think he had 37 uh, since June. Ridiculous, ridiculous. ridiculous. And he finished fourth. Like I, I, would le- I left my Matt and research extremely upset that he finished fourth in MVP voting. He could have finished a lot.
0: So out. it was what? It was Acuna. It was Acuna. Freddie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Freddie was ahead of him. Mookie was second. Hmm. I believe. Yeah. Which you know, everyone was making the Mookie for MVP
0: argument. I thought people were just. They've lost I don't know on. what a, drug of choice they were they were smoking it uh, when, when they thought that and look I love Mookie Betts I hate that he's a dodger but I love like as a baseball fan I love watching Mookie Betts hands down like he's a ton of fun to watch yeah um, but yeah man that's that's good stuff. Hey, if you want to check out some of the writing that uh, Logan's been doing and going to continue to do, head over to CrowderBooth.com. Completely free for you to just sign up and support. If you want to support more than that, you're more than welcome to. Uh, And you can, look, if you don't want to see me write about other stuff and you just want to get Logan's content, you can subscribe directly to The Chopaholic. You you can say, miss me with that Bryce guy. I just want to read exactly what Logan's talking about on the Braves. And, uh, man, you can certainly do that. And, uh, man, it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, Logan, we might have to plan, I mean, I'm having a kid this summer, so I don't know how it's going to work, are. but we might have to plan maybe a, a Braves game together and, mm-hmm. and get out there and uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. I know we've, I've gotten some, some interest from some folks, uh, you know, as well. And then last, but certainly not least, please guys help Logan out join our fantasy baseball league we're going to drop the link down below you can join our discord for some conversation it gets testy if you're not a georgia tech fan just don't even look in the georgia tech forum side of things um hop on over to the braves talk other sports but bottom line it's not just for georgia tech fans it's for everybody and anybody that wants to come in and talk sports with us uh, logan gets lonely in there sometimes so give him a reason to uh to get that, uh the, the phone screen time or the laptop screen time uh, even more elevated. Uh, mm-hmm. So make sure, though, you join that fantasy baseball. Like, I believe, Logan, you said the draft is March 18th, is what we're shooting for, right?
1: It's what we're shooting for. Yeah. It's going to be a live auction draft. So, this is fun fact this is going to be my first auction draft that I've mm-hmm. done. But everybody I've talked to that's played fantasy baseball, every, uh, e- even the athletic, right? Like, I read a lot of the athletic. Uh, when it comes yeah. to fantasy baseball, they're they're all in on on some auction stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it, it's good. to It's good to switch things up. Plus, too, I, I think people can live it, like if it were fantasy football, I'd be a little bit more upset that it wasn't a snake draft. But
0: yeah, baseball, I feel you. like it's different. No, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I like it. Shopaholic podcast, all things Braves here in the crowded booth. Like we said, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, set up those notifications. So, you know, that when we post the latest content and, and look, I'll tell you this too. We go live talking college footballs on Mondays, uh, but maybe just maybe, uh, you know, certain points in the season, we might have, you know, live trade deadline reaction show, maybe a live opening day reaction show uh, talking Braves baseball. So we're going to really ramp up this coverage uh, as we get closer and closer, man, and uh, no better time spring Spring training is amazing. If you have never been to spring training, I cannot encourage you enough to go. It is, I'll just say this, we ran it out. It's If you want to, and and I've already told told my wife this, because we went together a spring break, our senior year of college, or junior year of college, one of those two, uh, down with some friends. One of my buddies lives close by, and so we went, and we went to a couple games. I went as a kid a couple times. I will take my daughter like or having a little girl because it is one of the it's where people can fall in love with baseball. The the intimacy of the game, the intimacy of being able to you know meet the players, get a couple autographs, ton of fun. It it, it really is. It, it's a special time. So we hope that uh, you'll be a part of that uh, as well as we continue to talk in uh, spring training baseball. We'll, we'll let you know when we record again. But you can know if you just subscribe to the channel, like we said, hit notifications. We appreciate you if you're listening on Spotify and Apple podcast as well. And uh, we'll catch you next time here on the Chopaholic podcast brought to you here on the Crowded Booth. While in here and make yourself feel at home. The Crowded Booth is coming on. The Crowded Booth with Bryce Coon.